0: Shoot, pull back, step back three, bottom the handoff, Jones for the time. Oh, Oh, he's found and one. He's still loose, don't need a heat. Oh my god! Southern Utah. Southern Utah is gonna do something you've never done. Go to the NCAA tournament. Happy Friday, everybody. It is another episode of the Straight Out Whack Podcast. Uh, there was a little bit – there's going to be a rain check on KT Turner, uh, UTA Mavs head coach, uh, men's basketball new head coach. He will be on a podcast episode coming out on Monday. But today, uh, we're going back to my alma mater, Utah Valley, Wolverines, women's basketball. Dan Nielsen joins me. Uh, it was kind of an injury riddled season for the Wolverines a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I am going to ask you and put you on the spot a little bit just to create this whole rivalry with Tracy Sanders in southern Utah. Uh, We'll get into that in a little bit. But, Dan, how has your Friday been? How's the fall been for you so far?
1: Hey, uh, first of all, thanks for having me on. Thanks for all you do to cover the WAC. It's been a good Friday. You know, a little little, uh, junior college recruiting practice. You know, the weather's nice again. You know, got to run my kids around all afternoon to various things. Uh, You know, just keep them busy. We're doing good.
0: Like it. Like it. So the the question when you mention your kids now, have they talked you into what you're going to be for Halloween since it's about two weeks away now? So, you know, as a team, we
1: always do stuff. The girls will pick something. The team will do something. I'm going to be honest. We've had a hard time deciding because we've set the bar pretty high. I'm pretty <laughs> sure with my kids, my son is going to be Kevin McAllister because he kind of looks like him. Nice. And my wife and I are going to be the wet bandits. I like um, it. So I think that's what we're going with. Um, but we'll see. I mean, he's sick, so you never know if that if that's a last-minute you know, game change. My three girls that are older, they all they don't want to dress up with us. They they're too cool for school. So
0: oh okay. They they will right. do
1: their own thing with their friends. So
0: nice. Nice. My uh my six year old is going as Mario this year. Nice. And he wanted me to be Bowser. I don't know if we'll be able to find a Bowser <laughs> costume or not, but he wanted me to be Bowser. So
1: go go a level deeper just dress up like Jack Black. it will be good.
0: <laughs> this is true. This is true uh let's 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 get the elephant out of the room are you guys healthy right now I know that there was a lot of injuries last year um I'm just curious how you're feeling as you get yeah you know, we're a couple of weeks away from you know opening night and so I'm I'm curious how you feel about where you guys are health wise
1: yeah I mean I'm obviously gonna knock on wood you know after last year um felt a little snake bit with a couple of our late transfers and then Um, Not just the injuries, but injuries to key people kind of felt like we got derailed pretty early and was proud of the girls for fighting. But, yeah, that was a there's no way around it. That was a long, long season. Glad my hair's not all gray yet. Uh, Felt like we were headed that way. Um, But but really excited right now. A health wise, we're in a we're in a great spot. Um, Everybody's healthy. The people that had major injuries from last year are are back couple of them are, are still working their way back, but they're cleared and doing stuff and building, building themselves back in. Um, and it's a good group. We're, we're a lot more versatile, a lot longer, kind of, especially those kind of two, three, four positions. Um, so, yeah, definitely feel good to go into practice and have uh, some variety. And it's not just to meet with our trainer and be like, all right, these uh, seven are good to go today. Let's see what we can do. So, <laughs>
0: yeah i mean it was that was pretty crazy and and the the thing is though sometimes it works out in your favor i know that like we're going to talk about kaylee byon for a second Mm -hmm. i don't know that you saw her playing as much as she did but with all the injuries um it felt like you had to kind of thrust her into that yeah you're, you're
1: spot on you know sort of one of those silver lining things um uh, you know, Kayla Anderson last year, super experienced, really heady player who, um, you know, went down in our second game to Leah White, who went down in the summer, you know, kind of saw those guys at the guard line there. And, and um, yeah, so it put it honestly, not only did it force her into playing, but we literally had so few people, we kind of had her play in the backup one and we finally were like, she's too good to not play. So we put her over at the two and honestly, we felt like she kind of thrived there better anyway. So it's definitely yeah. kind of shaped some of the direction we're going this year. You'll still see her summit the one, but um, she's got that scores mentality. And so, yeah, definitely, definitely helped her development, I think.
0: Yeah. I mean, she averaged over almost 12 points a game and whack play. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's just it, it, like injuries. You don't like them, but they can be a blessing in disguise as a coach, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, And I think, you know, as a coach, as much as it last year stunk, it, if you don't find those things, then, you know, there's probably in the profession for you because there's gonna be years or segments of years where you gotta deal with that stuff. And so you gotta find find the positive and help the team to grow. Cause you know, while we're always focused in the here and now you gotta at least have an eye to the next couple of years after that and and be on the right track and right growth track and, and do that. So, you know, she, uh, KB was definitely one of those positives um, that weren't a lot, but one of the positives from last year for sure. So.
0: I want to ask you recruiting the state of Utah. I was looking at the roster and I think I've talked to you about this before. I think like 85% of your roster is from the state of Utah. Just that mentality of getting the best players from the state of Utah to Utah Valley. I mean, especially when you have to compete against Utah state, BYU, Mm. Utah, Utah tech. So everybody. Yeah. Like how important is that to keep the best players home in the state of Utah? Yeah.
1: I mean, and you, you've seen us – I mean, first of all, to answer that question, it's, it's been important to me from day one where if you can get people that um, can help you win games at the level we need to, um, I want them because in women's basketball, the, the way I've seen at least that you get the most community support is by having people tied to the community. Um, women's basketball is in a sport that traditionally gets tons of students out, but you do get the community out. You get families um, you know, you get kind of a little bit of the older generation that comes out and they feel that tie to the girls, um, and they want to support. And so I think it's a kind of two birds with one stone as far as people in the stands and winning. And obviously before last year, we were, we were doing that and increasing our win total and doing better. Um, this year we do have a, a few more, you know, had a couple transfers that, you know, from Arizona and Canada and, um, you know, recruiting a little bit more outside of it, but, it has been interesting. You know, you see some of the people in state um, with Utah and the Pac-12 and obviously staying at the Power 5 level. BYU now kind of moving there. Even Utah State some. Um, it has left, I think, kind of a void where we're trying to be the vacuum to take some of those kids in where maybe they feel like they're not a, a high major or P5 kid, but they can help us to win in the whack. And um, so we've tried to kind of be be the people to, to do that and had some success with it. So like where we're headed.
0: Nice, nice. I want to ask you: your your team's not necessarily as big as you've had mm-hmm. in the past. I mean, there there's no Josie Williams or right. Jay Brown or Megan Jensen walking through the door. Um, you do have six, three center Tessa Cheney, but there's nobody. There's only one other player above six foot. Like, are we going to see a little bit faster? Maybe UVU team than we've seen in the past oh, this year.
1: For for sure. I almost want to pull up our thing. Does it really only say one
0: above six foot? So you got you let's got see. Holly Nelson at six one. Right. Uh, maybe Hannah Roberts at six one. So you got you got two others at six one, but um,
1: because, um, yeah, I mean a hundred percent you're gonna see um obviously a lot faster. And honestly, we're not maybe height wise as big like like you know, six three, six four with everybody. Um, but you know, you go down the list, uh, you know, with and Liana on there, we got a ton of kids between 5'10 and six, one, six, two, 6'2", um, right there. So we're maybe not as big as, you know, like when we had Josie, um, but we're actually, I think, longer on the whole. Um, and so we're in the passing lanes a lot more. We definitely are probably spread out more. Um, but and it's not a knock at any of our past players But batting Liana from Portland. She finishes it um, as good or better as anybody we've had. So she's not maybe as big, but she's a lot more athletic, um, a lot quicker. Um, but she's still really strong, strong down there. So you'll see some difference in how we play, but you'll recognize some of the other stuff where we get the ball inside. But, um, yeah, definitely a lot faster, a lot more athletic team right now with who we got.
0: You talk about Liana, and I don't want to botch her last name, so I'm going to let you pronounce that last name.
1: Okay, I hope I don't either. I, she's never corrected me, but I'm pretty sure it's Kaitu'u. Um, okay, Liana so,
0: Kaitu'u.
1: So if if her mom and dad text me later, you know, <laughs> I'll just take the heat. It's my fault. I feel like I've lived in Utah long enough. I should be able to pronounce, you know, Polynesian last names, but I'm, I may have just butchered it. We'll see.
0: You, you get her from Portland. Is it uh, – I mean, I I guess I'd have to talk to her, but, you know, her thoughts on the fact that she's going to play one of her assistant coach, former assistants, who's now at Seattle. That's it's always a funny dynamic how that plays out.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I I don't know. Obviously, they know each other. You know, Skylar coached her and I'm sure they have a good friendship. She hasn't said anything to me, Um, but definitely we we feel lucky to have her. She uh, last year, you know, played behind. Probably the most talented player in the West Coast Conference and, and uh, Fowler, who's now playing professionally. Um, luckily, she wanted to kind of come back home. We felt like we got a steal. Um, she's a really talented, really gifted player that, uh, you know, um, I think will surprise some people in our league um, with what she can do for us.
0: Did she – Did her and uh, Alina Taus- Tausinga, did they play together at East?
1: They did, Yeah. So there's been quite a few East jokes uh, that I've made where I just kind of lump them all in together. So I don't know how you guys did it at East, but uh, but yeah. So so she was older when Lena was kind of getting started out with varsity, and so uh, uh, it's been fun to kind of see that dynamic again—kind of big sister, little sister. Even though Lena's you know been here four years, so.
0: Oh, that's awesome! That's awesome. And and you got Jenna Dick over from Tarleton. Tarleton, not Tarleton. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, I get corrected on that quite a bit a really good perimeter shooter. What, what, you you know that, but what is something maybe you hope to see from her more in her development as a college basketball player? Yeah.
1: I, you know, honestly, the thing that intrigued me the most, playing against her, seeing her shoot the ball, um, you know, get your attention. But I remember her, her freshman and sophomore year at Eastern Washington when she was um, running a lot of the one for them Um, and her assist to turnover ratio, her efficiency with the ball. Um, and then she's, she's a smart, uh, position defender. Um, she, she'd be the first to tell you she maybe isn't guarding the quickest point guard in the world, but she, um, she, she's really useful on defense and then offensively she's really smart. Um, but her passing is probably something that tar- at Tarleton maybe got hidden a little bit, um, with just some of the players they had. Um, she has stepped in immediately and and you could come watch practice for 10 minutes and you're like, oh yeah, that's a kid that's been playing college basketball for four years already knows what she's doing. Um, she stepped in from day one between her work ethic, her basketball IQ, um, and, and really helped raise our level of of play. There's no question. She'll be, she'll be an important piece for us this year.
0: Who, I think if I'm reading this right and I'm looking through it again, just so I confirm it, you have two seniors on the roster, Jenna Dick and, um, Liana, Kai yep. Tupu, uh, Like, it, is there a concern with maybe the youth mentality there a little bit? I mean, you had to play a lot of youth last year, right? but, but are, are you glad to have them all back for year two and to, to be able to, they, now they know what they have to raise their level to in, in year two or. Yeah. Maybe another year, I guess. You I mean, say. You,
1: and you never know. I mean, these days, um, you know, both Eliana and Lena, this will be their fourth year here. Um, so. We'll have- I hate,
0: I hate this. I hate putting the classes then like it's the COVID year. Cause you and don't so, know-, you know.
1: We'll have to see what happens with them. we any coach that says, oh, my whole team's coming back is naive. Cause it's not happening. Just, it's <laughs> not. Um, I mean, you look at our league, everybody, you know, every single team, multiple people um, moving here and there. Um but, yeah, I mean, you you look at it, and we do have some people that maybe look young on paper, but it's like um, Amanda Barcelo, who's been awesome so far, redshirted her first year at BYU, played last year 20 minutes a game. This is her third year in college basketball. You know, Hallie Nelson's healthy, you know, um, and finally going to be able to play in some games and show what she can do. She's she's a real difference maker. Um, but while she hasn't maybe had the game experience, which is important, but, you right. know, she, she's got – Time at Utah State, time here. Um, she's been, you know, they've been doing this stuff. Same with Talia White, you know, maybe doesn't have a million games under her belt, but is is um, been around for a while. And so there is some some more maturity and experience there, and um, understanding how things should work. And then you combine that with, like we said, you know, KB played a lot of games last year. Allie's played a ton of games in her two years, and and then you throw in Jenna and Liana, who who both had long careers um it's funny on paper because we actually had this talk the other day on paper it doesn't really look like it but we actually feel like this might be our most experienced team um that we've had you know um now whether that bears out you know to mean anything we'll find out but it's been nice we've been able to get through some things a little quicker and pick up things a little bit quicker um because I think we have a cumula- cumulatively a uh, higher basketball IQ just from experience so yeah
0: yeah that, that makes sense I mean It's the COVID year has thrown everything off. Oh yeah, and you know you don't. There's no place to put that on a roster like COVID year. Mm -hmm. So it is what it is, I guess. Oh yeah, I mean, Uh,
1: even managing rosters, it's like because I don't blame I don't blame a kid that looks at it and says, you know, I'm ready to move on with my life, and another kid, I'm never giving this up, and um, so we have those discussions ongoing. But already in that time, I've had kids that at the beginning of the year is like this is it, and then at the end of the year they're like, I got one more, I want to do it, let's go, you know. Yeah. So kind of managing the roster and dealing with that has been, let's put it this way, I won't be sad when that COVID thing is years <laughs> gone.
0: So yeah, I think you're, I think you and a lot of other coaches aren't gonna feel bad when that COVID year is gone. For sure. Uh, I want to ask you, you know, uh, you, there were a few times at games that I was at or that I watched you ran a play for sage gibb and she didn't shoot the ball and you were pretty upset because you ran the play specifically for her or she was open and you wanted her to shoot because she's a good perimeter shooter yeah have you like reiterated that to her like sage i want you to shoot the ball that's why i give you these options about eight
1: trillion times um (laughs) luckily this year it hasn't been it hasn't been as much we uh um, because of how we're playing, you know, we've got to shoot more of those shots and we have more people collectively. It's not just on a couple people's shoulders. Um, the, honestly, the people I named a minute ago between Amanda, Hallie, Talia, you named Sage, you know, Kylie, um, has been playing really well. Uh, KB, all, all those kind of that guard group right there. I'm sure I missed somebody, Jenna. Um, you know, it's kind of been a chat. They're all kind of pushing each other where it's. If they pass up shots, they're passing up opportunities because only a few of them can be on the floor at the same time. And so, um there's been a better aggressive nature with that. And we stat every practice. Um, our our one of our new coaches, Adam, he stats every practice. And so we we send that out every night, and the girls see it. And so they know, oh man, i haven't haven't done what I need to or I'm not even taking enough shots. It's been, I think, a good thing for them. So Sage has definitely had some good practices. Yesterday, she was pretty. She was pretty hot uh, from three. Um, today she hit a couple. So I haven't had to stop practice as many times and, and just be like, shoot the ball, you know. So Hey,
0: I just had to ask because I, I remember some of the reactions that I saw last year at, at plays that you had drawn yeah. up for. So well, when,
1: when you, you were scoring the amount of points we were, we needed every bucket. So it, was, it added some pressure there. So. <laughs> uh,
0: schedule-wise, you get Weber State, Utah State at home in your non-conference play at BYU, which is basically, um, I don't want to say a home game, but it's kind of close to being a home game um, with the Merritt Center just five miles down the road. Plus, in, I believe it is it December 2nd, you guys get Utah Tech at home in one of the first two um, league games. But how nice is it that, one, you guys still get to play BYU, and probably until you beat them. So beat them one time, and then they might not schedule like the men's side. Uh, but you get, you know, Utah State, Weber State coming to Orem. You get those games at home this year. To have those in-state games, you know, at the UCCU Center, you know, talk maybe talk a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. Well, first of all, I love playing the in-state games just because, you know, I, I think for all of us to get better, we've got to create more interest in the game and the state, which I think you see. There's more and more Division I signed players every year. So we're on the right track. Um, and, you know, I think as the college coaches in the state, it's our job to help to kind of grow it and and support that in the state. We're in a state that no question produces more soccer and volleyball, you know, female soccer and volleyball players. Um, and it's why, I mean, heck, you look at our soccer team, you look down the road at BYU soccer team, vast yep. majority are from not just Utah, but even Utah County. And they're they're ranked in the top 10 and our team's borderline ranked. We're receiving votes, I think, this week, yep. you know, in basketball, we can't quite do that yet. Um, but I think a, when we play each other, you get more interest from the community, you know, um, that want to see that, uh, you get more of the girls basketball community in the state wanting to watch. Um, and then I think, I think they're just fun. I think rivalry games are fun. Um, I think it's important to the state. I think it's important to our players that have ex teammates on Utah state or on Utah tech or SUU, um, to build those rivalries. Um, I love the WAC. I love the competitiveness of the WAC. But the reality is more people around here are going to want to come check out a game against Utah State. Most of them aren't going to know how to say Tarleton. They'll say Tarleton, you know. Um, And so I I think it's a really important thing to keep going. And then just logistically, we, we travel enough in our league, you know, Seattle, California, Arizona, Texas. Um, if we can help out our girls to be successful in school by playing some regional games, um, in the preseason that are fun and rivalry games, then we're, we're all for that. So we're kind of stuck with that model. Um, and, uh, yeah,
0: keep doing it. So the other thing too, you get New Mexico state and Sam Houston, I think on both the men's and women's side, you guys are the only team that play. Yeah. Both of the former WAC schools. Uh, you know what Jody Adams is doing at New Mexico State. You know what, uh oh my gosh. Now I can't remember her name. Uh what is it? Oh, and Justice. I feel so bad. Braven Justice is doing a yeah. oh, it was right there. But uh, you know how ha- maybe talk about I don't want to say nostalgia because there's not really nostalgia there, but like just the fact that you get both of them who you played the last two years. Yeah. Um, you know, Jody was That was her first year last year at Mexico state, but you kind of know what you're getting when you play both of them.
1: Yeah. um, You know, last year we only played both of them once. um, And we played New Mexico state on the uh, here. We played uh, Sam Houston on the road on the short, the short end of the SFA trip. So, and we, and for that game, we were down to like six and a half people. So it was a little interesting. Um, So, you know, is one of those things, we I think, with the CUSA thing, I, we were kind of hoping to maybe play some different people. Um, We've been joking we have 22 whack games this year. Um, <laughs> you know, but it is what it is. Um, be another chance to go to Las Cruces, um, which is a hard place to play. We've played – since I've been here, we've played there twice and been lucky enough to win both of them. Um, and so hopefully we can continue that. But she's done a nice job there already. Um, they, they play a tough style of basketball and then obviously Raven, um, they're always super athletic and they're going to get in you a little bit, um, get them at home before Christmas. So, um, it'll be good though. You know, like you said, they're kind of a known, known commodity to an extent. They're obviously making their programs better. Um, but yeah, you know, our things just try and try and win as many games as possible. And I don't think we go into those games with our team being nervous or something. Cause they don't know who they are. I think they know exactly what they'll be up against and have to be ready for a couple of good teams, but you know, games you could win. So
0: do you like that? You have those two whack games that kind of break up your, I mean, everybody says, well, they had to, we went to 20 games conference wise. And so you had to figure out how to fix, fit them in. Right. Do you like that they fit them in where they did those extra two games? I guess you could say.
1: Me personally, I, first of all, I fully understand why we did. You just look at the calendar and it's kind of how it had to go. Right. Um, I would prefer not to, but at the same time, if you asked me the question, what it really boiled down to was, do we play a full 20 game round Robin? Right. Or do we play 18 and not play everybody, but then you don't have to play in December. I think for, if you're going to have a competitive and fair league, you play everybody twice. Right. So I would take the games in December, like we're doing and play everybody twice and and do that. So it's just different the focus i think is a little different but i'm sure it'll be fine but i still would rather play everybody twice and not have like last year where there's even any room for a question you know like oh what if they'd have played them twice or they got to play that team that wasn't as good twice you know so i like that that to me was the most important thing just play play everybody twice
0: okay so i told i told the viewers i was going to ask you about this before we got started so Is there a little razzing that goes on between you and and the Southern Utah coaching staff, considering they took Megan last year (laughs) and Jaden Brown is down there now. I'm not sure if she's healthy yet, but I mean, it's just, it's just funny. I guess you could say it's, it's always an interesting thing.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, Tracy and I have known each other for forever. I mean, she was, she was a associate head coach at St. Mary's for forever. And I was down the road at BYU and, so we played each other in the west coast uh, several years and i think she's a heck of a coach it's just kind of boiled down that way you know i think uh, you know i don't want to speak for either of those guys but i think megan was excited to be closer to home yeah. um, and at the time she i think there was some thinking josie was still going to be here right um, you know and that's that's the nature of how things go especially i think with those in state kids you get them where they want something different For whatever reason but they don't really want to leave the state there's only going to be so many options you know that they would consider and and it makes sense you know i think um uh they obviously had a great year last year and so they they become an attractive option much like uh when we when we got shea we were coming off a good you know second place finish and so i think you're always going to see a bit of that um i'd probably throw utah tech in there too with some of the local kids you're going to see this day and age, kids want to see what else is out there, but they don't want to go too far. I think you're going to see see some of that, which is definitely interesting, but kind of how it goes.
0: What's it like for you, I guess, as a coach to coach against players who had played on it? Like, you're going to coach against Shea when you guys played GCU this year. Yep. Um, you coached against Megan last year, obviously. Like, what – and even, you know, Utah State with Maria. Like, what's it like for you as a coach to coach against players who played for you for a couple of years? You know, like – it's good to see them it it makes the scout easier
1: um because you know you know you see them every day in practice you know what what they're good at and what they might struggle with but other than that there's there's nothing in it for me i'm a pretty boring person i don't like hold a big grudge or or get excited you know uh um the girls might get excited to see them or might have a little extra juice to beat them i don't know um but yeah i mean this day and age I feel like you're going to see that all the time with, with the different transfers and, you know, uh, team to team. I mean, heck us going back over to, to BYU, you know, got Amanda from last year. And so it definitely makes it, makes it interesting. Um, But yeah, there's, there's, it's never anything personal. I mean, it's just kind of the way the business is going.
0: Uh, uh, One last question. Well, actually I got two, but we'll, we'll start with this one. You weren't able to talk, you weren't able to, you know, talk to your old mentor, Jeff Judkins, to talk, you know, to Lynn Roberts to possibly get Utah on the schedule either this year, now that he's up there at Utah. Oh, I think I think uh
1: um I mean they were willing to play us. I mean, two years last year it was a last minute ad after we almost beat them up there. Um, <laughs> but then they they definitely, you know, showed why they're as good as they were. They took it to us uh in a in a pretty good way. Um They were willing to do it honestly the biggest thing was just the dates fitting the dates and and uh playing that you know that guarantee game but oh yeah judd would have for sure wanted to Lynn and their uh, their assistant gavin who does their their scheduling were more than more than willing to do it they've been they've been great at helping to try and promote the state and play some of those matchups too so uh yeah just worked out better to to play byu with the dates we had available
0: i just had to ask i just had (laughs) to throw it out there now that he's at utah Uh, since it's close to Halloween, since we were talking about Halloween costumes, I usually ask coaches what their favorite go-to snack is. I'm going to ask you what your favorite Halloween candy is. Like when you see your kids' bags, what's the first like candy that you're reaching for? You know, I know looking at me, this would surprise you. I'm not a big
1: candy guy. I'm more of like a savory guy than sweet, but I will, I will steal. I'd probably say it's a tie like the mini Twix or the Kit Kats would probably oh. be if I did, if I did steal something, but yeah, I'm, I, I, somehow I can pass up the sweets, but man, if there's a, you know, pizza or hamburger, or that, that would be my Halloween. They give out slices of pizza or something.
0: Okay. Let's, 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 ask let's, let's ask these two questions. Then. We've already had one coach establish where he's at. We have some players that established where they're at pineapple on pizza. Yes or no.
1: I mean, again, look at me. Does it look like I discriminate against that kind of stuff? Like I got, I'll eat, I'll eat a Hawaiian pizza. I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think I've ever ordered it, but if it's there, I'll eat it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to discriminate
0: against it, you know? Okay. All right. That's a good, that's a good answer. Uh, What's your, you know, since we have so many choices of pizza places around Utah County and the state, I say that sarcastically because we have a Domino's, a pizza hut, a little Caesars, <laughs> everything outside of those ones. What's your go-to? Like, what's what's the place that you're calling up on maybe a Friday night to get a pizza from?
1: Okay, so this is actually a new one for me because you got to remember, I got four kids. Sure. And so, so there's no question. Everything you just named, those are frequent go-to's, right? Um, because they're going to be a little, maybe a little cheaper. My kids do. If we spend a little more, they do like Papa John's mainly because of the dipping sauce. But I, I tried recently the Via three one three. Okay. And they had a I want to say it was called the Cadillac, but it had like this balsamic glaze on it. Man, I could that's actually making me hungry right now. Um that that was delicious. So I would say that that's a little bit nicer pizza place than you know the whatever it is now, six, seven dollar little Caesars that my kids end up with.
0: Sure. I haven't been to Via 313. I've seen it, but I haven't been there yet. So I might have to take you up on that. It's pretty solid. It was pretty good. To try it out. Dan Nielsen, Utah Valley women's basketball head coach. Dan, appreciate the time. And uh enjoy Monday and talking to Reagan Peebley and Kendra Sheehan and yeah, uh, you know, sharing some thoughts on the Wolverines again this year.
1: Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be good to hop on with those guys and see Reagan again. You know, know her from her Utah State days. So it'll be fun.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Everybody, enjoy the rest of your Friday and your weekend. Thanks for listening to the Straight Out of Whack Podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other podcasting platforms. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Whack Hoops Digest and Facebook under Whack Hoops Digest for all your Wack Hoops news and information.